Hello, and welcome to episode 342 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. In this episode, we have an interview with Pat O'Malley and Andy Reynolds, comic creator with Jurassic Parkour, now on Kickstarter. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Uh, so let's let's switch up the order uh, here a little bit. Um, Pat, you've been on before, so we're gonna we're gonna lead off with with Andy here. So Andy, we're gonna ask you for the the bio, and I don't know which one of you feels better equipped to do the elevator pitch. So maybe you guys can figure that out, or if you just maybe one does it at the beginning and one does it at the end. However, you guys want to handle that. Sure. Um, you want a bio of me or of the of the dinosaurs? Uh, we're, we're, actually, that's pretty interesting. Let's do uh, let's do a bio about you first, and then the dinosaurs. Okay, my, I'm, my, I'm I'm not very interesting, and oddly enough, I'm not really a a big comic book person. Pat is all to thank for this whole project, getting me into this, because originally it was a it was a cartoon. But uh, I'm from Baltimore, like we just said, and uh, Pat and I went to film school together. Uh, I still work in the film industry, and you know, constantly trying to uh create stuff and get things pat and i've done a lot of projects together and just kind of uh this one really we both had this really good energy with it and we've been working on it for a really long time so it's been a lot of fun and it's it's a really cool project and it's nice to finally see it know that it's going to have a home somewhere uh but it's it, jurassic parkour 4 is about four anthropomorphic uh parkouring dinosaurs that are essentially uh the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, except they're old and fat and they're they're alcoholics, they're drug addicts. They're like they're just falling apart. They're falling apart at the seams. And um, they, they went into hiding 10 years ago because they uh, someone that they tried to save a dear friend of theirs dies. And so they swear to, they, you know, they're never going to fight crime ever again. And um, we have a new character come, that comes into town and says, Hey, we got to get these guys out of hiding. This this tyrant Rex Ruthless is wreaking havoc on on our primal city, and we need our crime fighters back. We need to get these guys back into shape. And so it's October O'Malley is her name, and she she's a new city attorney. She comes into town and pairs up with our mayor, Mayor Huge, who is uh, also kind of in hiding and is falling apart at the seams. Um, and the first issue is all about them getting back on the horse. That's what we called the, the original pilot when we wrote it is back on the horse and, um, coming to terms with the fact that they are a still really out of shape and can't do a lot of these <laughs> things. Um, and they're, they're going to need to find a way to give them a boost. So there's like, there's some cool elements where maybe these guys are doing steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're like, uh, they're not going to just be able to do this on their own. But so, is that okay? You know? Yeah. Is it okay? Um, but it's a, I know that's a little bit more of an elevator pitch, but it's that was really, really good though. That's uh, awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. I would hope I'd be good at talking about it for this long. It's been what we started this in 2014. If you guys can believe that. Um, but it was originally supposed to be a cartoon. We always were like, this is a cartoon. This is going to be the next big adult swim hit. They like can't wait to get their hands yeah. on this cartoon that we're making. And we went so far as to like animate some stuff. Um, and it's really not great. But there's yeah. like an energy, there's a spirit to it that like is is, you know, the characters I think are the best part. So that's what we were trying to, you know, have fun with and do the voices and stuff. Remember that? Yeah, I do. It was a lot of fun. It was, yeah, 
I was working at the time I was working on the show workaholics and I had some contacts at adult swim and I was certain that we had a, a shoe in like, Oh dude, this project is perfect. <laughs> like dinosaurs that do parkour and have a bong in their living room. Like who's not going to want to watch this cartoon. And, uh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't pan out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here we are. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was cool. We, we did, it was very DIY. We got a, a license to tune boom. Tune boom. Yeah. Was the name of the software. And we had a, we had a friend that we were working with this guy, Vanek, who helped us out. And, uh, it was, it was kind of brutal. It took, it was painfully slow. Yeah. The, and, the reward was not worth like all the effort that was put in. Yeah. You know? We actually, I have, I have it right here. I don't know this. People won't be able to see this, but it's an entire old, massive book. The old oh, school wow. Bible. It's, it's an entire, yeah, it's a, it's just, it's got scripts. It has like the, the character designs and everything. So when we, when we finally went like, to do the comic, it was like, we had so much there already that it would yeah, just yeah. like, felt like we could just like fall right into, okay, like panel one, panel two kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So, and well, then we, oh, I, I just, I, just kind of a, a quick question I have, and maybe it'll help us lead into some of the other questions. Um, was Did you have the name first uh, or did you have the concept first? Because every time I say the name, yeah. like I chuckle in my head. Like, I don't know if that was like a joke. Yeah. Like, Jurassic Parkour, and so, then like, built off of that or, or how did that go? I actually, uh, I remember it very well. I was sitting on Pat's couch. We were playing NHL. 2011 2012 whatever it was and i said hey dude i just thought of this thing called the super fantastic jurassic parkour 4 that was the original title and uh he was he grabbed a sketchbook and he was like i love it what is it and i was like <laughs> it's like four dinosaurs that do parkour and fight crime and we and i have the original sketches here and i we just kind of came up with these characters together and he drew a really rough sketch of them um and we stuck with that name for a long time and then when it came to making the comic a friend of yours actually suggested pat um hey you guys might want to shorten the title yeah and i i, I wasn't opposed to it at all because it is a mouthful so it was like okay now it's the jurassic parkour four we use it as like an in-story joke now where yeah. like that's yeah. their theme song you know the super fantastic jurassic parkour four <laughs> <laughs> but yeah for a comic it's just a little too long yeah mm. Uh, so let me check in because I asked a question. I'll check in with Noah if he wants to give, give you guys a question here. Sure. Uh, well, I, my question was about, yeah, how long it had been in development. So it's interesting to know this is like nine years coming, this story. Um, at what point, you know, you guys talked about pitching it and, you know, animating it. At what point did you guys, you know, hit a point where you realized you couldn't sell it to like Adult Swim or anything like that? And then try to look for other areas to make this story happen. Um, I think, uh, sorry, Pat, I'm just having that flashback and maybe you remember her name, but the last meeting that we had, um, Pat was working for someone who was kind enough to get us a meeting with a woman who was a producer on the Simpsons. And this is when we were still trying to make it into a, a cartoon, obviously. And she was super sweet. Uh, we sat down with her she really liked the character designs. She liked the concept. She took it home. She read the script and she got us back to us and said, hey, guys, so sorry, but uh, it's just not a primetime thing. I don't see it as being something for primetime. 
uh, you should definitely look at Adult Swim or some late night. And we had a um, shop agreement with a producing partner at the time, and they had uh, kind of showed it around town, and and nobody nobody bit. And that kind of it to say it takes the wind out of your sails is like it, it really it's a bummer. You know, you're just like, damn, how does nobody want a piece of this thing? It's awesome. Um, and then, you know, it was like, I don't know, we, we didn't do anything with it for a couple of years. Yeah. There was years where we had to just like put it to bed, but like, I don't know, this was like one of those ideas that like, it feels like a demon where it's like, it's like possessed, you're possessed. And unless you like exercise the demon and get (laughs) it out of your system, like it will haunt you forever. And like, this thing was haunting me in particular. Like I, I like love these these characters so much <clears throat> and i like the story just felt so right and it felt like such a it was it's like making it's it felt like making a 90s cartoon you know when we were doing this and it was like that's like a dream to do to get to like play in that kind of sandbox with like the fun aspect of it and like the jokes a little bit more comedy stuff but also still playing with like the tmnt references and you know it, it just felt it was like ticking off so many boxes that like all this stuff is stuff I want to do and play with, you know? So just figuring out how to like take all those years of like off and on, off and on and kind of like compact it all into like this story. And then once we got it, 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 it really did click and felt like, Oh, this is like a really great, it's like our pilot, you know, that's how it reads. I think. Yeah. And, and honestly to, to, to go back to the, like the timeline of this whole thing, Pat is a hundred percent to thank, to keep, this ship sailing like he came to me and he said yeah he came to me and he said hey dude what do you think of pivoting and turning this thing into a comic and i was like i love it i was i i I told him straight up i was like look i know nothing about what it takes to make a comic you know how do we get an artist how much is it going to cost what are all these steps i don't know i've written plenty of scripts but i don't know how to to write for a comic and all this stuff and he literally held my hand and we found a really great artist. And when, once it started to happen, it was like, my eyes were just like, Oh shit, Pat really figured he cracked this thing. And this is the the form, the true form that we feel it's the best in. Um, and, and to piggyback what he just said, like checking off all these boxes, what we realized is, is like, it's just so easy to write. It doesn't feel like we're forcing any of the characters or anything. Everybody, everything just the jokes are natural. The action, just like it, you know, it. I don't know. Yeah, we're really proud of it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get that. And then I'm I'm blanking on the artist's name right now. I'm pulling up the PDF to look at it. But how how did you guys find the artist? Ari De Candido. Um, this book. Yeah, Ari yeah. De Candido is so he's he's incredible and. Ariel Iassi is the colorist and Ariel Iassi was, I was working with him on a different project and he just has like a really fun style. And I remember pitching him the dinosaurs and he said, I don't think I have time to do it, but you should talk to my friend Ari. And then, you know, we tried out, I think we tried out three artists, Sandy, yeah. uh, to, to do an issue. And what Ari sent us was just like, Oh, this is like perfect uh just like you get the the character expressions and stuff like that and when it came time to doing the issue his test page is page two 
it's like the first page you meet the dinosaurs and like to see him refine it like you really see him he like got the vibe so clearly and he got the fun he got the like the little details we were looking for you know there's like a lot of little hidden things he adds to the the expressions yeah. in the page to make it like if you spot it it's like oh that's really funny and like interesting and he got the story of how we were kind of like looking at the past and wanted to mirror it in the future you know it it, it just and he's he's still doing like awesome stuff for us yeah. like the rest of the yeah. book is looking really cool yeah is ari does ari have an animation background or is it most just comics I, it's mostly just comics from what I've seen, um, but very expressive character designs. You know, it, it feels like animation freeze frames. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It does. Like I, if you hadn't said anything, I would have assumed that they were a storyboard artist or something like that with how energetic and how much movement there are in each panel. Yeah, he's he's really great. He gets the the parkour vibe of it, even though they haven't done much parkour yet. But like he gets like the. <laughs> You know, yeah. like what we were what we we're trying to hone in on. Yeah, and it's what's funny too is actually of the three artists, Pat and I, uh, both picked his last. Actually, at first, we saw we saw the other two artists. We were like, "Oh, these guys are really like." I guess the way I would describe it is like technical. Like they're very, uh, just like hard, like really hard edges and like really professional looking, and and not. Um, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm sort of blanking on the way the word to describe it, but Pat, I remember Pat and I being like, dude, I like number one. Okay. Yeah, me too. And then a couple days go by, actually, what about this guy, Ari? I'm thinking this is a better vibe for these guys. And then we both, you know, our brains are on the same, same, uh, page or whatever, but yeah, he ended up, yeah, he ended up being the right call for sure. Yeah, for sure. I love the look of this book, and I love the colors also. And and what 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 project were you working on with the colorist Pat? Um, so, uh, Ariel Iassi he lettered No H Two O for me, and then we did a book that's not been released, but I'm working on it. Uh, it's called Monsters for Sale. It's based off one of my like kid horror short films. Um. And so it's like it's like goosebumps kind of horror vibe. And we did about 30, 30 pages of it and then just stopped dead in our tracks. And I don't know why we haven't picked it up and finished it yet. But um it's something there. I just I kind of I guess once I got into these projects, I realized it takes like years to do them. So if you want to do a ton at once, like you better have like an endless bank account or something, because uh you're gonna run dry really quick. So I think after like pop scars and no H2O, I had all these projects going on. I was like, okay, I got to rein it in and just do like one or two tops, you know? Yeah. So that, that kind of, that, that's kind of, that's kind of in limbo right now. Yeah. And I remember you told us about this book when you came on, when you were doing the Kickstarter for pop scars. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this has been like, you've been working on the art for this one for a couple of years that both of you guys have been working on. Yeah. This on isn't this one. Yeah. This has been, uh, at least two or three years with, the, with the artist on it. And cause I think the first issue was kind of like longer. I think it's like 32 pages, a little bit like extended issue. All the issues are kind of like, we broke it up. And so the graphic novel that's on Kickstarter is we broke it. It's three issues. So the first issue was kind of like the pilot 
and then the second kind of expands the world and gives you some more bad guys and the third kind of like ties up the arc um but yeah he's been working on it for a few years now and we're like deep into issue two and we're like refining the script for issue three but like it, it feels good i think it's i think we're on track you know yeah so yeah uh, you, you brought up pop scars i was wondering you know we, we we had you on we talked about pop scars and i know some of the history of pop scars and and andy is, is is involved in that so this is a project you guys are working on um you wrote pop scars uh, on your own correct i did yeah so, so this time you're working with uh with a co-writer somebody who is you know deeply involved with the project and and andy yeah you got this a little bit that like um you know pat was the driving force for it to be a comic um you have this script how much of it was like hey you know you know when you look at a script it's sort of like a minute on a page it's supposed to be a minute of, of mm -hmm. time but like in a comic you can you can change the pacing where you know you have a beat happen and you turn a page like what was like the discussion sort of the transformation there um well the the pilot the actual uh animation pilot that we did was we had a friend a writer friend of mine ben lapidus look at it and really help us out uh he writes cartoons for uh big nate and he uh he, he really helped us dial it in and then uh it was easy for pat he just kind of plucked all these like like you said these really specific beats out and put it into the format of the script and then we got we had to kind of pick and choose we had to we had to take a few things out, some do some jokes, some dialogue, but for the main, for the most part, we kept all of the like critical action that was driving the story for us forward. Um, and uh, you lose jokes. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing is you lose yeah. you lose a lot of jokes from the from like yeah. an animation version to the comic because like the word balloons they go so quick mm -hmm. and. And animation, you could fire off, you know, ten jokes in like five seconds. You know, yeah. How does the? It was uh, definitely definitely a learning curve. How rule like kind of vary from, uh, you know, an animated show to you know uh, a comic because you know old school Marvel comics, you know, we'd have Magneto walk through the door and you know declare, "I am Magneto, the master of magnetism, and I'm going to do all of these things to you," and then you know you know, we, we see those things play out. How do you do the, how do you handle the show don't tell um, when you're trying to do something animated versus something that's sort of static images with the action taking place in the gutters? That's a great question. You uh, gotta, you gotta just pick those, those, those moments. I think that's all that, you know, comics are always about that, like freeze frame. Like what's that, that like pinup moment and I know that you could break down so much stuff into like little panels and try to find the pacing, the pacing. Uh, sometimes I like to think of like small panels as like a quick beat. And then like a larger panel is like a, a maybe a two count. And then a full page is like a one, two, three, four kind of thing. Um, so I think when you look at the action of some of the scenes, you can kind of feel that some of the panels are really thin for like some of the quick stuff. And then you get the big expressive moment at the bottom i'm specifically kind of thinking of like when they launch dante with his tail like there's like a bunch of like little images kind of building that mm -hmm. action up but then when he finally launches it's like this great frame of his face like blowing in the wind and he's screaming you know it's like trying to find those to really highlight 
those like yeah. key animation keyframe moments, you know? Yeah. And I mean, again, Ari is like, he did, he did such a great job with it. You know, he, he just really picked out the moments really well. And I think you have to, we have to thank him for making it feel yeah. like alive for sure. Because for sure. Like when we, when I, we, know, he would send us the pages, we'd be like, dude, look at <laughs> I, I, like the detail he did. It was just, it, we we don't ever do a character descriptions in the comic, obviously, but the you can tell, you know, that Hoover is straight out of still thinks he's in Vietnam. You know what I mean? He's he's yeah. he's like he's like the Rambo. He's strapped. He's got like all the little details of what he's got. He's the grenades and the. It's. Uh, I was just yeah, thinking about. The art. I was thinking about the first the first five pages, I drew with my friend Amy to show you Andy. To tell yeah. you, to show you, this is a comic. This could work as a yeah. comic. So yeah. the first five pages is like kind of where they kind of come in. They're heroes. They're about to save the day, and then that's when things go like really wrong, and that's when they screw up. They were a little too cocky, but like I feel like those first five pages, it like sets them up for everything. So I remember, I I drew those with Amy, and I and Ari kind of did what I did, but he made it so much better. But I did, I did beat out those first five, like six pages. I because mm-hmm. we have that art. I maybe we'll put that in the graphic novel in the back as like a little like making of kind of thing. Yeah, that'd be good. Cool. Yeah. Did Ra get any of the animations, um, or did he want to have like a clean slate of like in his head? Like I don't want to be influenced by. Oh, my I, we gave him every. Everything we gave okay. him all the designs, all the character designs, all the animation stuff. Luckily, we did have like character designs for everybody because mm-hmm. I was like crazy. I drew like I drew so many character designs for this world. Uh, bad guys, endless bad guys. That yeah, we could, like <laughs> there's uh, some of them like, are so stupid, it's incredible. Yeah, the but fact that like, we were like, yeah, that's a good idea for a bad guy. I still <laughs> think that they're all good ideas, and we could pull from them and and yeah. make them work. You know, I like. But uh, it's cool to see some of them actually translate, like Rex, and then who you're going to meet next. Uh, are they super fun characters? Noah, do you have? Uh, yeah, I was going to ask about the, ice, the ice yeah, cream go monster. Ahead, sorry. Oh, sorry the ice cream that. monster. Yeah, yeah, the ice cream monster. My friend was nice enough. My friend Carter Blackwood was nice enough to let me take that character. He did that character on like uh, like an Inktober, uh, where you draw pictures for 31 days of halloween or whatever and uh he drew this amazing ice cream neapolitan i don't think he had a name for it and i started calling it the neapolitan nightmare and i was like can i can i use this character for the dinosaurs and he was nice enough to say yes um but yeah what a great what a great design an ice cream (laughs) monster i want to see more of that guy yeah i do too that's like the past that's like when they were actually heroes yeah which i hope we i hope we get back to see that a little bit more you know i'm looking at some of these designs (laughs) there's one linguini that's a half giraffe half dog yeah that's good Uh, he didn't make the cut unfortunately no No, but you know who we have to bring in is luke pontadore yeah yeah he's good There's just so it it never ends. It's great. We have a really easy time. We have a new character for the third. Should we talk about him or no? Should we keep it a surprise? That's a big spoiler you're talking about. <laughs> oh, no, should we just tell him the should we just tell him the name or no? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> He's talking about last page stuff right here. Okay. Oh all God, right. Yeah. 
Um, um, <laughs> oh, I was going to ask about the characters um, when you guys were coming up with like each of them. Were you guys like, did you have to like, did you have like a lot more of like the of the Jurassic Park core for like you know like were you guys like going back and forth about like what archetypes you'd include and things like that? Um, how did the like how did that start off? Like you, I mean, obviously, like it's sort of like you have like the heavy weapons, like sort of like the heavy the like the brains the the flyer that kind of thing right yep. I mean, um, yeah i think i think we thought about dinosaur yeah. types and we thought about you know the, like the ninja turtles like they they have a like team. a team you yeah, you, right. you more a team me this is like ninja turtles like love yeah. letter but like i think once you see those those four are so clean uh it's like i think bra- we, brains brawn beauty Beast. But dinosaur types, yeah. though we talked a yeah. lot, we talked about dinosaur types. We didn't want like T Rex to be a good guy. T Rex was obviously the main bad guy. Uh, I think you know we we did look at some previous dinosaur stuff that existed, like dinosaurs and extreme dinosaurs. I think we just like peeked at that stuff just to see what they were doing. Uh, but then, like it kind of just like I don't know, like an, an Italian Triceratops just like felt right. You know, and mm-hmm. then like this this ankylosaurus who's like kind of the bruiser, it, it just like clicks. And then this like kind of PTSD pterodactyl, and then like oh, obviously the stegosaurus is like this nerd. It just like they all felt like characters before we even came up with them. Yeah, you know, definitely. And they are based yeah. off of off of uh, you know backstory wise. It's like there's a there's a. So do they have the full issue of number one? Have they peaked to that or just pages? No, you guys got the full. Okay, PDF. so yeah, the dossier that has like their the, what their genetics are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mixed with like Albert Einstein and Elvis yeah. and you know stuff like yeah. that, just a little influence on their personalities. You know. No, Elvis wasn't Elvis. It was he's just NHL hockey players. Oh. <laughs> oh he's just okay. a, oh. a melting pot of a bunch of uh, meatheads. That's funny. Yeah, I think I think unknown. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, originally, exactly. probably back yeah. in the day, we based him more off Elvis, like the actual Elvis, and probably moved away from that. Yeah, I like that we know the NHL origin though, based yeah. on what Andy said earlier. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> um, but also, yeah, that's funny. Then off of that, with the characters, there's like, and, and I think you know, you brought up like the Adult Swim vibe of it, which is definitely there the extreme violence that like happens right from the beginning. And I was going to make the comparison, I guess, to like the original Ninja Turtles, which is also like a very violent comic. Yeah. Um, And I was wondering if that was an inspiration or if it was just sort of like, you know, out of the time. I don't, I've not watched either of these shows. Like, I don't like, I'm not like the biggest fan, not that I hate them or anything. I just haven't watched them very much. Like Archer and Venture Bros. Were you kind of going for that vibe with the violence or was it like, what were you thinking there for it just being like super gory and (laughs) intense i th- i definitely think rick and morty had some kind of influence on oh, like yeah. the vibe of like combining like the nostalgia and something classic and then like giving it that like face of facelift update because like rick and morty is basically back to the future but they just like made them all messed up you know uh so i think that we definitely took a little piece of that i think the gory is is fun because it kind of presents itself as like a little bit of a pg vibe yeah, and, and then, then you see like some guts and stuff but i like that we don't like there's not like a ton of vulgarity you know i think yeah. in pop scars i think i dropped an f-bomb like almost every panel 
like I swear the the counts is high for that book. And this one is like I don't I think we got our jokes in different ways. We didn't rely on curse words. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, yeah I'm I think at the I, page where it says Hoover says fiddlesticks. Like it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, the, the gore is uh was our way of like Pat said, it was like we it felt a little PG and we we're like, how do we make this how do we ramp it up a little bit? And it's fun. I don't know. I think it's cool. Like when you have this awesome art and there's like a guy getting his a, a raptor getting its and a triceratops being able to like, I'm gonna cook up your guts and eat it like spaghetti. I don't, I don't know. I've never seen that before. I do like that step page, yeah. That like that kill they, page. Yeah, when they yeah when they get all hulked up, that that one's really good. Yeah. yeah. That's that's one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Pat, you've been to you've been to Kickstarter before with uh Pop Scars, which then later mm-hmm. on got picked up by a publisher. Um was it Sumerian the whole time or was it Behemoth slash Sumerian? It was uh it's funny because like I signed with Behemoth and then like it was turning into Sumerian at the time it was happening. Cause you you had a book with them as well, right? Um I, I was part of the the paranormal hitman book, um short yeah. stories and in, in editing. Um I think we were Behemoth the whole time, but it was shortly after that. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, it kind of was in that whirlwind a bit so were you able to sort of fill andy or andrew in on the um the 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 world of uh kickstarter how it sort of works like what to what to expect or did you have any andrew did you have any um experience with kickstarter before this uh yeah i I totally i've fully under like know of it and i think at one point or another all of us that went to film school together tried to like get a project going we, with kickstarter we did and one we actually yeah we did one this. back in 2014 it was an indiegogo oh, and we tried to, to to make the to make the um the cartoon the comic the cartoon that's right and uh i think we tried to raise like an absurd amount of money five grand like or something no i don't th- no no one? no no. it was like twenty five thousand dollars well oh, we wow. didn't know we, we we were we were kind of above, <laughs> yeah we didn't you know. we didn't know what we were doing we had high aspirations and uh no clue you know uh i think we we ended up raising like 2500 bucks and then obviously it didn't get funded but to answer your question familiar with the kickstarter uh platform unfamiliar with a comic on kickstarter and how that process goes obviously supported pat's uh uh campaign with pop scars and um you know got to see how well it did and then the perks and the the gifts and then the thank yous and email stuff so when he said you know there's a bunch of ways we could go about this and kickstarter could be one of them we both kind of were like at first ah, i don't know if we want to do that with this let's try and really get it to a publisher first and we submitted it to we did try yeah yeah, we tried. We tried. And so. But that's, you know, when yeah. it's, if you don't, you don't get anything back, sometimes it's like, all right, well, you know, at least there's options to do it yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're also yeah. probably aware of the the amount of work to, to get eyes and ears on it. Obviously, you're on a podcast now. Um, I'm assuming, Pat, you sort of have a email list, some contacts from from the Pop Scars campaign like are you are you hitting up lists and stuff like that i i am you know uh i think yeah it feels like i I, maybe i like i I thought maybe the audience would have crossed over a little but it feels like maybe there's a 
a bit of a different audience thing I have going on where maybe pop scars is very much one thing. And now I'm presenting something very, very different. Okay. And I think some people see pop scar, like they see pinky and they expect something. And I think this is fun and awesome, a great comic and a great concept, but I think it's just a different, the audience that I've found, uh, I think knows that one thing for now. So I'm trying to like, just show like we have a bunch of stuff going on. Um, I don't think this one is a hard sell. It's just right now, I think, the, you know, the Kickstarter's funded. It's doing well. I think it's, a, it's slowed down a little bit. And I do think I'd like to see like more backers get involved because it's such a cool book. I do want to get it like it's not really about like a number thing. I just want to get it into more people's hands because I think it's it's like rad. I think they would really dig what we've like put together, you know? Yeah, we had a guess. Yeah, I'm doing all that stuff. We had a guess one time that sort of brought up the point that like um it's hard to not focus on the the monetary amounts and and you know hitting you know a funding goal with stretch goals but really like sort of at the end of the day or you know kind of what's really most important is is trying to get it that's the story in the hands of as many people as possible to have to share in it and read it and stuff so while it's hard to not focus on the, those monetary amounts, the the backer count and and watching it goes up is is, is super cool when, when you have a book out there. Yeah, you know, I think Popscars did like weirdly well on Kickstarter. I don't know. I think it was just like the character design. It just like clicked and worked. And I think that ended with like 250 backers. And like that's like pretty good for Kickstarters now that I'm kind of like seeing it a little bit differently, you know, and like now I'm on my third one and the numbers have definitely gone. I haven't been able to hit that again, you know, and I'm still reaching out to the same people that were involved. You know, I think that also part of it is a lot of people are doing Kickstarters right now. A lot of like friends, you know, I'm, I, I, the lesser known comics guys are, are all really cool dudes. I think they're running a couple Kickstarters right now, uh, like batch five and autolyze and, cyber sync the cyberpunk anthology like all those are awesome i've been back in all these books yeah. um but i think it's you know there's a lot of stuff available right now and we're hot off the heels of that insane campaign the zoro one the sean gordon murphy one like i think you know we're just seeing i think matt wagner had another kickstarter like we're just seeing tons of them right now and some of them are with like big people so i think just to fight for that space a little bit it's tough you know because there's a lot of a lot of cool books so it's and i think you know a lot of us have similar audiences at this point it's like we all share those same social media friends and stuff like that you know um so it's it's tough i think that's the part we're still learning on is like what's the best way to reach people what's the best way to to grow and get the book out uh, well i think i that's might awesome. be out of question so i'll check with with noah to see if he has anything before we sort of wrap everything up well, I'll just take the reins, Matt, on the question we have to ask everybody who's doing oh. a crowdfunder. Yeah, I almost forget that. Man. Yeah, yeah. But we, we have a question we ask everybody. Um, and, and Andy, since you're new to this, what kind of uh, Kickstarter runner are you? Are you someone who's able to set this aside and go about your day? Or are you constantly refreshing your page as the day <laughs> goes and checking that back account and that 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 price, that, sorry, that, that, that number? Uh, uh that's a, that's a great question the first i think right after it launched i was checking it every 15 seconds <laughs> oh yeah i was like let's go let's go come on come on oh come on uh -huh. 
And I was like, oh, I know that guy's got more. He can, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, I think uh, I have, I try to treat it like investments now. You know, just kind of like let it do its thing. There's nothing I can do to change it. And I mean, obviously, there is, yeah, there is, there, there is, is, there is. <laughs> well, I, I'm saying being on this podcast is a, is a total treat, and we're super grateful for that, yeah. and getting the word out there, and and Pat's bringing stuff to these signing events that he's doing, and but as far as like the universe goes, right, I can't shake anybody and say, please, all my dreams are in this little <laughs> project, help them come true. I just have yeah. to like let it be and let it do its thing, and I totally believe from being a creative person my entire life and having way more failures than successes, I can say without a doubt that when it, when something's right and it's supposed to click and happen, it will. And it takes time. Everything takes a long time. And, you know, for anybody listening to this, like Pat and I have worked on this project so hard and we have poured so much into it that it isn't half baked in any way, shape or form. It's like, we really gave it, and have given it and still are giving it our, our all. So, um, yeah, I know I kind of just took the question and sort of <laughs> went off the rails a little bit, but one thing you said, though, it's cool though. I think, you, you know, yeah. he said like he failed a bunch. That's what we do as creative people. We fail a shit ton. Sorry for the S word. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, that's what this book is about. There's no coming back from it. Can yeah. you still try? And like, that's why I love this book. Cause like, even if there's fart jokes and they drink gasoline and they do parkour, like that's to me, that's what I can latch onto is like, keep trying, you know, it's like, you're going to fail and stuff's not going to work, but like, you never know what comes from just like continuing to make stuff, you know? Yeah. The audience yeah. is out there. We just have to find them. Yeah. So the, the dinos have, you know, they have to find the dinos. So very yeah. cool. Um very so cool guys. And let's let's I'll add one more question if that's okay. No Matt. Yeah. No, no, please. If you have um, a question, go ahead, Noah. Yeah, now just for Pat, just a question about um this being like your sort of second graphic novel that you've done on Kickstarter. What did you learn from doing no H2O? Um, like marketing like a full graphic novel on Kickstarter and how are you applying that to to parkour? Um uh, I think I don't know if I found any like true difference between the comic versus the graphic novel. I think okay. the, the biggest thing that helps me in my mind is, is like the price point. It's like, I think sometimes when you're selling stuff, that's like 10 bucks, you need so many more people. But when you're selling a graphic novel, that's say 25 bucks, you hit your goal so much faster. Uh, with way less people. So I think that is something I do like. And I think yeah, even on the fulfillment side, I think it's going to be it just, it's nicer to do like the one book versus, you know, a ton of different issues and stuff like that. Although we do have variant covers. I, I, I just think, um, you know, I'm, I'm still learning a lot, man, as I do these, they're, they're like, every one of them is kind of a surprise and like, you know, you have expectations and plans and, you have people you want to reach out to and get the stuff out. And uh, I think you do your best to show them and then kind of wait and see. I think the biggest thing is have an amazing first day and have an amazing last two days, you know, and you'll be good. That's awesome. Yeah. 
And sorry about that, Matt, but yeah, please continue. No, that was a very good question. I'm glad we were able to get that in. Um, you know, here as we go to close up the, you know, the the podcast, we've, you know, we've talked about the, the story, the origin of the story, sort of the transformation of platforms. But let's talk about this, this book that's, that's on Kickstarter right now. Um, you know, we're recording. Um, let's see, we're at uh, mid-November. What's the, the last day of the, the campaign? So the, the campaign goes till December 3rd, and that's uh, the last day of L.A. Comic-Con. Okay. And fully funded, but it's for the graphic novel, the Jurassic Park four graphic novel. There's four different covers available. They're all super sick, a little bit different flavors. If you want something, uh, we have some cool rewards. We tried to keep it simple. There is a, a really cool noir version of issue one available. That's kind of like, like just inks, uh, unfinished, a little bit rough, but uh, cool to see the process. And then, yeah, we have this, this really dope, graphic novel an original story that uh i think it packs a punch and uh yeah we're i think about halfway through and looking good but definitely would like to get it out to more people because i think they would really dig this story so obviously we're going to link the uh the the kickstarter in the show notes we want to make it as easy as possible for anybody listening to sort of call up their pod player and, and click the link um, besides the the Kickstarter, where are some of the best places to follow both of you guys online? Keep up with this, you know, other other projects that might be coming out. Yeah, I'm uh, at Punch Publishing, and uh, that's where you'll hear about any Pop Scars news. Um, I have a new graphic novel I'm working on with my wife. It's like her story. Uh, it's kind of like a weird high fashion horror story about like karma. It's very cool, very different uh so we're slowly working on that and then uh yeah at punch publishing uh, that's where i share all my new projects and stuff like that cool and, and yeah then- definitely leave it up to pat for any social media connectivity stuff i'm mine i just have a fly fishing account and it's all just unsolicited fish picks so <laughs> nobody nobody wants to follow me on instagram <laughs> uh yeah punch publishing i do have another one though i you know when i shoot some 35 uh millimeter like still film but it's uh, pat will just tag me and stuff and i'll repost it so that's the easiest way <laughs> very cool well yeah. i'm uh, i'm super glad that we were able to to talk about this you know as we alluded to um probably a year maybe a year and a half ago we got together to talk about uh pop scars and this was mentioned so this is sort of full circle to, to yeah see it and then get to talk about it again Thank you guys. I really appreciate just going through this again and talking about our new book and appreciate your support. Even as I was releasing the other ones, you know, definitely really uh, grateful to you guys. The comics community is like, just, uh, you know, I, I love it. I found a, a nice group of, of friends on there, you know? Awesome. Yeah, guys, I, I second everything Pat said. Thank you so much for having us on. And and this has uh, been a really unique first experience for me. So uh, I'm stoked on it. I don't think I'm really fully in the club yet. I think I'm still like the guy, like, "Hey, can I uh, can I come in?" And <laughs> no, I want to dance too. Club. No, you're in the club, cool. dude. All right, <laughs> All right. cool, cool, yeah. awesome, very cool. So, if anybody wants to follow our podcast, we're on Twitter, or I guess maybe we're calling it X now. That's at uh, Construct Compod. Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod, and Facebook is Constructing Comics. Um, just want to thank everybody for listening. Please be safe, be nice to each other and go out there and make some comics. Thank you. 
Hey there, Pat and Andy sent over a cool bonus for you listeners. Please enjoy the super fantastic theme song for the Jurassic Park Horror 4 by Will Hardcastle. Jurassic Park core 4 